0: Get money coming in with somebody who believes in your product. Well, we're talking to a woman today who's not finding any believers. Can we fix her up? Listen in and see. And stick around to the end for some rapid-fire questions, because you know I'm going to give it to you straight.
1: Hi, good evening, Barbara. My name is Jessica Dalby. I am a member in your Facebook group, and I'd like to first and foremost say that I enjoy the podcast and I absolutely love the group and all of the great people in there as just we all support one another. My question is, I have been in business since August of 2020 and I'm in a very unique niche. I am in the entertainment industry. And I'm now also moving into fusing mental health and the power of music. How do I reach the sponsorships and be able to explain more in depth as to the piece of gold I'm sitting on? Thank you so much.
0: So give me a taste of your philosophy. You say you... Fuse mental health with the power of music.
2: How does that work? It's actually, that was my passion project. I shelved it for a little while until I wanted to just be open and genuine with the people and let them into my life. Um, So, you know, mental health is a a very sensitive subject, but the power of music, um, it really can do so much in this time. And I, I want to be a platform of unity and inclusivity and a voice um, for those that may seem that they don't have a voice or just an ear and just to be able to touch people's hearts and just let them know, I'm a fighter too. Mm-hmm. I'm a fighter too. And so the only way to have people really resonate with you is to open yourself up as well. I see. Um,
0: you, you call it a passion project. It's obvious uh, to me, just listening to you, how passionate you feel about it. Um, you mentioned you dropped it for a while and then you got it going back, got it going again so you could be genuine. I can't imagine you ever stepping out of the lane of being genuine.
2: Yes, I am. Um, so that project, I never, Never launched it never launched the trailer um it was really sitting there so I just really focused on the businesses and the main podcast and doing everything in that realm um as well as uh I've been writing a book which was a part of plan d uh with Jessica Dolby. so once for me I was able to as I said open that door that's when I felt it was the right time and that's what I did. Absolutely.
0: It sounds to me like you had a lot going all at once. You're writing the book, you did the passion project, the podcast. Do you tend to uh, do a lot of stuff at once?
2: Um, I tend to, um, I have a lot. I have, I I really do live with purpose and passion. Um, But as an entrepreneur, which I'm sure you hear this all the time, you know, we try to do everything all the time, all at once. Uh-huh. Um, and that's just the reality. So, what I did was, is, you know, it's, it's been a bumpy road and I had a lot going on, but then I decided to take a step back and really prioritize and really look at what is it that I want to do? So, what makes sense? And look at things from a strategic sense. And you concluded, what is your top priority? My top priority? Mm -hmm. My top priority right now is, A, never changing who I am. I'm just never going to. But plan D is something that is my top priority. Um, Continuing business and continuing everything that I'm doing. But really right now, uh, plan D is... Uh, it's become more than a passion project. Your top priority right now, uh, let me wind
0: it back a, a bit. You said you thought entrepreneurs, like most entrepreneurs, try to do everything, uh, that you think they have to work with purpose and passion. You step back and then you decided your top priority was, I know you called a plan D, that I find D I'm associating with a low priority, but you don't mean it that way. So mm-hmm. what what is your top priority, you believe? right now that you're planning to make your number one baby that you're going to focus on? Or have you not arrived there yet?
2: No, I have. My number one that I'm focusing on right now is plan D and it just intertwines with everything else. So that is my number one focus is really. What is the plan? Health. Like putting a label on that plan D, which project is it? That's the name of the podcast. It's plan oh. D with Jessica oh. Dalby. Oh. I am so
0: sorry. I must feel like I've, I've spent 10 minutes annoying you, trying to get my facts straight. It's I just okay. plan D, you got me really stuck on that one. My gosh, I'm so happy we got to the bottom. Let me edit a couple of things you're saying. You said uh, in passing, but it's meaningful. You said that entrepreneurs try to do everything at once. Um, not successful entrepreneurs ever. Uh, I work with so many entrepreneurs by way of uh, investing in Shark Tank by my day-to-day living, by my own experiences. And I find that entrepreneurs, no matter what their background or training, who try to do everything at once, don't get anywhere. Uh, I'm a firm believer in priorities. You could call, uh, and I'm going to not use Plan D, the name of your podcast anymore. I'm a firm believer in clearly knowing what your priorities, when you wake up in the morning, what you want to accomplish that day. So if I said to you, Right now, Jess. If you could accomplish one project and make it a humdinger, a winner, which one would it be? It would be plan D with Jessica Dalby. <laughs> of course it's plan D. It's I'm not, actually this is funny. It's like who's on first? Okay. It would be your <laughs> podcast plan D. Okay. Correct. The which second, is video and audio. Okay. The second part of your question having to do with that particular plan D. <laughs> podcast I have me saying it. Um, no one listening is ever going to forget the name of your podcast now by the way. that's the upside of this confusion. <laughs> but you want to know your other half of your question was how do I reach sponsorships and be able to explain in more depth my piece of gold I'm sitting on?
2: Right yes,
0: now. that's your second <laughs> part. okay. Let me answer that quite directly too. Um, people want to sponsor don't care it's a piece of gold. Uh, they don't really care uh, what the opinion of the podcast giver is. Like, I can give opinions, whatever. It just can't be out of line. That's all they want to be my, to, to not be ridiculous. Okay. What they only care about, honestly, black and white, is how many people are listening to your podcast, how many downloads. And at first, with all the podcasts out there, there was no rhyme or reason as to what a sponsor would pay for this podcast versus that podcast. But all of that's been shuffled around over the last couple of years. And now everyone has arrived at the same same conclusion. And that conclusion is shared by all the ad agencies. Mm -hmm. And it's also shared by most sponsors if they're going to directly sponsor. They all believe in this particular God. And the rule is now that they've all concluded is what they're going to do is they pay a standard $25 per Mm -hmm. thousand downloads. Mm -hmm. So if you have a hundred downloads, they're going to pay you $25 times a hundred downloads. That would be what a sponsor would do. There's something else that has arisen in the podcast universe, which is there are now platforms that connect you to the sponsors. Because what would you do sitting at your desk how would you decide who would be a good sponsor? How do you reach the right person? Uh, how do you even get the email of the individual? It's, it really was a maze that people could not navigate, including myself for my own podcast. And I have a team of people that work with me. So it was impossible, but there's clarity there now. And there are different platforms. I think the most productive and well-known platform right now is Gumball uh, because they connect podcasts uh, to the advertising agencies uh, when you fill out that form, how many, how many downloads do you have? What's the subject? They've streamlined everything. So it doesn't allow for individuality, like you could pitch them on your passion, <laughs> but you can tell them what your specialty is and you can put that in a soundbite. But most importantly, what they buy into is how many downloads you have, you know?
1: Yeah. So
0: you're, you're uh, in the mental health slash music industry, an unusual combination, but you're, you straddle both. Yes, yeah. I do. So, so maybe in that industry, uh, I'm not sure who those sponsors would be who would bite at that. Uh, but what they're really biting at is the number of downloads.
2: Do so you get a lot of downloads and is it increasing? It's actually increasing. Um, plan, plan D is just launching. So ah. we've built it off. So our whole thing has been, it's Diggy A2, the progression of hip hop, which was telling the story of impactful artists via eras Mm -hmm. and we just decided to do that a little bit differently than what the norm was for uh, music history Mm -hmm. Um, so I did a lot of research and did a lot of and that also was a podcast I just don't want to start
0: by getting confused and that was your your diggy a2 that's yes. The name of the podcast. yes. That podcast has ceased to exist? No, it's that- still continuing. I see. And you said that the downloads increases. Can you give me a sense of how many downloads you get?
2: Oh, yes, ma'am. Um, yesterday, I was just looking at our analytics. We got about 374, I believe, downloads. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I also continue to look at analytics, uh, just because that's, my emphasis, a degree in psychology and emphasis on research. So, um, we continue to stay charting in music history in the U S and global. Uh, so on average, we're averaging anywhere between 300 to 400 downloads per day. So let's say you could be
0: paid $25 for a thousand downloads. Um, that would give you about $25, would that be something that would weigh in heavily on your decision to work so hard at it? I mean, if, if the sponsorship is important, uh, it's not very. Uh, it's, you're not able to monetize it until you get so many more, or do you have the gumption to hustle, hustle, hustle until the downloads are incredible? Because you need a um, lot more to make a living at that, of course, you know, from the numbers.
2: Absolutely. Um, and, and that's where I said I took a step back And really wanted to prioritize and do my research um, and look at just the different avenues because I've been doing this since since 2020 so sponsorships in my personal opinion are important, but it's as you stated correctly, like you have to have, you know, this immense amount of downloads. But also what I say is, is what we've done is, it is tremendous. It's a milestone for me.
0: Are you going to, you said Plan D Podcast is your number one priority right now. Yes. You don't have any downloads, so you know you can't monetize that, right? Correct. Uh, But you're going to put that front and center and start building that to get a lot of downloads. Is that a specific piece of your goal?
2: Yes, that as well as... uh, It goes with the book that I'm writing, too. Good. Oh, so you're also writing the book. Because
0: those are two uh, large projects. Writing a book is like birthing a baby, in my mind. I've done three of them, and it's like maybe easier to have a baby than to do with a book, in my mind. So you can do that. You can write the book and focus on plan D. What happens to to your diggy A1 hip-hop? And what happens to your push
2: entertainment? Uh, so the Diggy website. A2, uh, Diggy A2, the progression of hip hop. So my, uh, spouse is my business partner and he, he is the host. He's the hostess of the Moses of that. And I do all the business side, but you're going to you um, to do that. Yes. Yeah. I and do all right. of that. You'll
0: continue to run the push entertainment as well. Yes. And do the book and start your new podcast. Yes. Um, I would suggest you go back to the mountain and give that some reflection and decide and totally focus on uh, one thing thoroughly, thoroughly until you get it out of the gate. Because the saddest thing in the world uh, for me is to have a great entrepreneur who has a vision and a passion and uh, doesn't ever grow it to something spectacular that it should be. And usually the culprit is lack of focus, too much, too much stuff, too many ideas, too much stuff, too much action, too many chores, too many things to think about. There's nothing more beautiful than a single child when you're an entrepreneur, where you put everything into that. Is there a way you could delegate the the diggy, the push entertainment to your husband? So you could totally focus on your
2: true new love, your plan D podcast. I actually um, do. Um, So I, I'm a firm believer in, um, successes defined by the individual. Um, and for me, I have, uh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the essence that I can have. I have people that I work with that I delegate. They work for me and I delegate to them and then it gets done. So I'm able to clear my plate a little bit and not be overwhelmed.
0: I don't know, I'd have to differ with you on that, listening very carefully. It sounds to me like you're a lady with a very full plate, Uh, maybe delegating portions of it, but in terms of responsibilities and not even responsibilities, it's really a passion focus. In other words, when you feel passionate about all your kids, you're gonna feed them all at night. You know, If you pick out one kid and you say, you're the only one deserving of my food tonight, you're gonna feed that kid, the others are gonna have to find food somewhere else their whole existence has to find another mother. Um, I think for you, the, the, my final advice, and that's what you're asking me for, choose to ignore it. I'm not saying it's the best advice, but with my uh, many experiences working with all kinds of businesses, passions, and entrepreneurs, uh, that is the single most important building block. Single-minded focus, totally focused on the one thing, giving yourself a deadline and driving that train till you slam into the big wall and so i would go back to your mountain or your respite place and try to think do i care enough to want to focus on this one baby and if you do uh, how do you get rid of everything else how do you get rid of the family entirely give it to someone else even if it's short term so that you can get this thing up and off the ground you don't have to get it right you have to get it going as i like to say and you, uh, you need to clear a deck uh, so that you have the focus uh, to really bring it out of the gate and get it going. You know, And then you can get all your sponsorship. As you grow it, you'll be goal-driven. Uh, but I think that would be my, my overarching advice to you is uh, be more single-minded, right? Got it?
2: Yes, yes, I understand. Uh, I understand. Right. I guess uh, for me, I always... Um, In the Army, it's like we we used to say, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. Don't fix something that's not broken. Mm
0: -hmm. And that
2: makes clear sense how you're saying to me.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, I wish you luck, my sweetie pie.
1: It's Barbara. Just call her. It's Barbara. Hello, this is Barbara. Hi, Barbara. My name is Katie. I'm a college student, and I'm calling... get your advice on if you're graduating with a business degree but you're not even sure you like any of the business job you see or want to work in the corporate world Um, but you want to do something fun so (laughs) let me know
0: Katie I say pick one and get going you know it almost makes no difference what you do but that you throw yourself in the waters there's a great expression that I love it says go out and play in the traffic that's what you've got to do sounds to me listening to your question you're not bringing enough energy into deciding what you want to do. And that's okay. But when you get in that job, you better up your energy by about 300% if you want to do well. Now here's my theory. Most kids come out of college and they've given a lot of thought to who they want to be when they grow up. But most kids after two years realize that's not who they want to be. And most people who are happy in their career usually had no intention of going into that career. So the key ingredient here is try a lot on. Take any old job, see what you like about it, be aware of what you like about it, maybe see what you don't like about it, but don't expect fun. But just expect to be given the job and the opportunity to work there. If you don't like it, move on to the next job, then move on to the next job. I always reckon finding what your true love is, is kind of like dating. Would you date And find a true love more likely than if you never dated and just picked out your first husband, the first guy that came along. No way. Would you go into a shopping store and know what kind of clothing looks well on you if you've never shopped? No way. You have to shop and try stuff on. Same with the job front. Go in and try it on. But you better pick up your energy because you never succeed at any job unless you bring your full 100%, maybe even 150% attention to the job. No matter how menial or unimportant it is, if you bring that to the job, you move ahead. You just move ahead. That's what you want, right? You'll find your true love, but try a lot on. Hey, some of my best questions, honest to God, come into my Business Unusual Facebook group. I'm going to answer those questions today. We're going to try it. Rapid fire style, 30 seconds or less. And by the way, if you're interested in business, don't miss my Business Unusual Facebook group. We have the coolest conversations going on there. I'm learning more from people than they're learning from me. Okay, we're ready for rapid fire right now. Quick questions, quick answers. And for a little help today, I'm bringing my chipmunks. You know why? They talk fast, so they're gonna help me stay on track. Do you still get nervous before a presentation? Thank God I do. Let me tell you, You don't wanna not get nervous before anything important. Let me give you an example. I'm going to shoot Shark Tank four weeks from today. What do you think I'm doing? I'm scared to death, and I've been doing Shark Tank for 13 years, and I'm still nervous. For the last two nights, I've had nightmares about Shark Tank. The first nightmare I was forced to go on set without any makeup. My boss there said, you don't need makeup. People wanna see you as you are. At my age? I was scared to death arguing for makeup, and no one would give me makeup. Last night, I dreamt I was on the Shark Tank set, and I was butt naked. Why was I naked? I forgot my clothes. Oh my God! I forgot my clothes. My phone. My clothes. My clothes. My outfits. It's crazy, but that's good for performance. I realize when I'm scared like that, I've got homework to do, and my solution is preparation. So I'm hitting the floor running every single day for the next many weeks till I arrive on that L.A. set preparing, preparing, preparing for Shark Tank in every way that I can. That's what's great about getting nervous. Who is the first person you should hire when you're starting a business? Always the same. When you're starting a business and you're ready to hire your first person, you have to hire someone who does the things well that you don't do very well. You want to hire your opposite. You don't want someone to assist you with the stuff you already do. You want someone to make your company stronger by having a totally opposite skill set to what you have. So that's what you look for. Write down on a piece of paper what you're great at, what you love to do, and then write on a piece of paper what you're not so good at and what you don't like to do. And that gives you the job description of who you should go out and hire. Always hire your opposite. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.